Hello and welcome to the Wrestling Figure News Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Kindle, and this week we have a special guest from Major Bendies and Big Rubber Guys. It's Michael Kanick. Welcome back, Mike. Hey, thanks for having me back. I'm still shaking with excitement. (laughs) I love it. I'm excited to have you back here again. We're going to talk a lot about Big Rubber Guys. It's a big week for you all. You've got pre-orders going up, I believe, on February 1st for Magnum TA and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yep. Yep. Well, I don't have the Hacksaw prototype with me, but I have the the Magnum prototype. Um, You know, there's a lot of stuff that uh, we're going to fix with him, but we got the first prototype in hand before Chinese New Year, which is a good sign, which means we could probably have these in hand to customers fairly quickly after the period is done. Really? Is this yep. the first one that's going to be that way where it's such a quick turnaround? Um, no, I, I think I think we've had oops, I just dropped the prototype. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've had a few um, with quick turnarounds. It's, it's just we try to make things as perfect as possible. Um, so there's some delays with the production um you know for example the bulldogs paint was application wasn't uh going as well as we wanted so we delayed it a little um the sizing was wrong so we delayed it again um but now that's actually good and in, in production it's just with chinese new year now we lose a month of time so um i was hoping to have it in hand before the new year but now it's gonna look like we'll have it in hand i would say probably end of march mid-april okay and is this a month-long pre-order what what are the dates for it february 1st uh yeah it's gonna be the whole month of february um just to give people some time um we realize you know these are pricey items um as I guess all independent figures now are, right? It's it's uh costs have gone up, but uh we, we wanna give people time and um let them figure out their finances um so that they can pre order it uh if they want to. Uh we don't force you know, we don't encourage completists. We like them, but we don't encourage it. <laughs> Do you expect the pre pre order model to continue, or do you anticipate getting to a point where it's an in stock model, um, where it just goes up one day for sale, and you know it's shipping within a week or two weeks? We're gonna do both. Um, we're gonna have in stock figures. Uh, that way, you know, if you're a new person discovering big web guys for the first time, and you want one of the figures you can go on our site and there'll be a big rubber guy there for you to purchase. Um, same thing like what we do for major bendies. We do the pre-orders, but we also have stuff in stock. Uh, we we do the, the pre-order model because it helps us um, control our inventory. That way we're not so focused on this one product and we can focus on others. Um, but having some in-stock items is beneficial just for those new 
customers that are just discovering big rubber guys. So we're going to combine the the method. Um, and that should be happening very soon as well. How how many series are you expecting to put out in a given year? You're doing an every other month pre-order at this point, right? So every other month for big rubber guys. Um, and then it, it changes from big rubber guys to major bendies. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that logic, we'll do about five to six series. Um, there's talks about taking a month or two off um, just because of allowing us to catch up. That way people have don't have too many pre-orders um, uh, that they're waiting for. Um, and it allows us to catch up with production. Uh, and then also there's other things that are going on. Uh, we will be at WrestleCon. Um, there's a possibility of us being at San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con with uh, booths, um, you know, hopefully exclusives, panels, all that stuff. So uh, taking some time off allows me to have less pressure. <laughs> and TTD as well, and Matt and Brian. Um, and, you know, our sculptors, uh, Josh and Brian Beatty. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't like to, I don't like to say we have everything figured out, but <laughs> we're figuring it out as we go. So let, we just have to see what happens in the future. <laughs> Cause well, I don't really have an answer. <laughs> as far as like having things figured out, how far out are you going with big rubber guys? Like, do you have the entire 2024 mapped out? Are yeah, you in have... 2025 now? Like where yeah, are you? We're, we're pretty much all 2024 is um set um and we're gonna start talking about 2025 soon because there's so much that we want to do we just don't have the time um to get it done um because i don't want to do six figures in a series because then that's going to cost 300 dollars, and then it's Three hundred dollars every other month, and I I want to space it out, um, so it's enjoyable and people have time to collect it and, um, you know, enjoy the journey that we're all on, right? Um, so, yeah, we we have everything planned out for twenty twenty four, going to twenty twenty five, and, you know, hopefully, we could start talking about twenty twenty six, seeing how everything goes with. Uh, the series um you know the the fan response has been um great so i think we can continue doing this um uh, you know till another five years <laughs> longer are you expecting two per series throughout the year or will that deviate uh it'll change uh there's in situations where we'll end up or two per three. month i'm sorry yeah uh so it'll be two a month um and there's going to be certain situations where we'll, we'll we'll have to do three um you know we took out the chase model um because we heard from the fans they didn't like it with the demolition and um i don't know if you ordered three you you're flipping that <laughs> extra set of demolition for not too bad, bad. you were getting some money back 
I had people complaining that they were getting the chases. Um, you know, they ordered two, right? Two sets, and they got one regular and one chase. And they were complaining. And I'm like, just flip it on eBay mm -hmm. <laughs> if you don't want it. Um, but it's a weird situation. Um, but we decided not to do it anymore and um we're offering people the the variant as an option so though that would be a situation where we do three just like what we did with uh andre the giant um there was the black strap and there was the blue strap and then there was also macho man um so that's technically three if you're completers right mm -hmm. um but there might be a situation where we might have to throw in a third person um in the lineup just because of you know legality and we want to get it in the the series as fast as possible yeah that makes sense yeah that makes total sense so as far as the the variant goes would you learn on the andre variant did you sell more black or more blue strap we sold more black uh blue did well um but I think that's going to be the one in the in the series that's going to be getting those demolition numbers on eBay. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, actually, I have. Oh. Andre the Giant was the rubber that's version. Wild. <laughs> Sorry, my TV just went off after I went to go get that. <laughs> but the yeah, biggest the... big rubber guy yeah so let's see here he is next to sergeant slaughter is that the final see. sarge yeah that's yeah that's considerably bigger than sarge yeah so and actually sarge this is um, a pre-production sample. But the Sarge, Marty Gennetti, and Ric Flair um, should be arriving next week. So I'll start shipping those out as soon as possible because I got a phone call from the shipping company. It's six pallets of stuff, and I want them out as fast as possible <laughs> because I also have Series 5 Bendy's arriving next week, and that's... Um, almost 40 cases of figures. So. <laughs> Who is in Series 5 of ben Bendy's? Series 5 is Chavo Guerrero of Pepe, uh, Conan, uh, Heath, and Deanna. Okay. Good timing on Deanna, too. Yeah. Uh, I was actually at AEW uh, when she uh, debuted, and we had that exclusive uh, ready. It's just we weren't planning on releasing it at that time. And I just quickly, as soon as she walked out, I quickly text Matt and Brian. I'm like, yo, I'm putting up the exclusive right now. Uh, you have any problems? And they quickly said, go do it. And I just I was doing it in the stands, putting it up on the website. I was just Photoshopping stuff like because I had pictures uh, of it, but I just didn't have it like in a clear background for it. So I'm like using an AI app to remove the background to make it look nice. And I'm like trying to figure it out. Um, but yeah, I got it up uh, quickly and um, 
that's how we were able to time it perfectly with her debut. It was just dumb luck. That's amazing. Uh, so you gave a little update on Marty Flair and Sarge. So next week arriving at, to you and then shipping pretty much immediately. What's the update on and uh, Macho and Andre as far as timeline as well as the Bulldogs? So Macho and Andre have shipped also. Um, so <clears throat> it shipped Friday. I it was yesterday. Um, so we should have it uh, late February, early March. Um, and same thing. I'll just I'm gonna pump those out. Uh, once we get them, Bulldogs are in production, but production has paused because of Chinese New Year. Um, Chinese New Year will start, I believe, February 3rd, and then it'll end at the end of February. Um, so in those time frames, uh, the factory is just closed, um, mm -hmm. and they won't restart, um, but the factory is very responsive with me. And um, if they, they're doing a lot and I appreciate them for all their hard work, uh, getting a lot of stuff out to me um, before the new year and making sure uh, everything is okay. And then, you know, this morning, for example, I was talking to them and getting a report of, you know, what shipped, getting all those tracking numbers, what's in production um you know what's still on hold because it needs approvals on my end um stuff that they still need to do so you know i have these calls almost daily with them um but it's you know because of that giant month gap it's like really important just so i can get everything organized so that, because we're not stopping right no. <laughs> so we have um Jay and Son and Bob. I'm working on other things. Yeah, we got big Bible guys, major bendies. So um my goal is we are doing these pre-order models, but I want to make sure that those pre-order weights are as short as possible. And that, that way you can continue pre-ordering with us um with confidence that you know what you're gonna be receiving. And you know, I think we've built that reputation. We've done over a hundred major bendies already. Um, you know, we People have gotten the mat and vine in hand. You got the two versions of Axe and Smash in hand. Um, by the end of uh, next week, hopefully everyone has uh, Marty, Ric Flair, and Sarge in hand. And I think that's going to be the series that is going to be a big eye-opener for people because this Ric Flair is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, like I I wondered about the suited flare, you know, when you put it up. But when when yeah. you see it, I mean, that's a time warp to World Championship Wrestling. You know, Jim Crockett. You know, yeah, standing with Tom, Tony Schiavone and you know talking about his alligator shoes. And what's insane is, so this is our third Ric Flair figure that we've done. Um, if you count, you know, the last match. We, we did the one for the last match and then we did the bloody variant. Um, I'm going to say this is the best Ric Flair figure that we've done. And I think this might be the best Ric Flair figure ever. <laughs> um, it's just fucking awesome. 
<laughs> and uh, what's crazy is we're talking about pre-order numbers. Series three is the lowest pre-order amount out of all the series. And I think it's our fault because not enough people had big rubber guys in their hand to determine the quality. Um, but in a collectible aspect, I think these are going to be the highest valued big rubber guys because of the name factors that are behind it. It's um, Ric Flair, Sergeant Slaughter, Marty Jannetty, right? I can tell you for a fact they have lower – it's a lower run than Demolition. And if you see the Demolition numbers on eBay, can you imagine what these are going to be when it's fucking Ric Flair? <laughs> now I'm wishing I ordered a couple more sets. So, um, yeah, I, it, there's people too saying, oh, I, I don't have my Sergeant Slaughter in hand yet. I want to cancel the order. I'm like trying to calm them down. I'm like you don't want to cancel this. Yeah. <laughs> is this because this did end up at ringside or demolition did. And I think that wrestling collector shop also ended up with some demolitions. Did they come along for the Marty Flair Sarge series? Yeah. So ringside will have them, but I can guarantee you. So demolition sold out for them in less than a day, like mm -hmm. just like in a few hours. Uh, maybe even an hour. I'm not sure the actual time. Um, and they ordered quite a good number of demolition. They ordered probably a quarter of that for Series 3. Mm. So I think they're going to sell out fast. That's why I tell people. You can wait and hope that you can find it at a retail partner because you know we are growing as a brand. Wrestling collectors carrying it, ringsides collecting, uh, carrying it now. Um, we're in diamond distribution, so you can actually go to your local comic shop and order through them. Um, that's fine, but everyone has a limited number, right? That's why if you really want it, pre-order through us, and you're locked in, and you're guaranteed to get it. And if there's any problems with it, you can contact me. Um, I'm customer service and i read all the emails um it's on my phone so i'm always reading stuff if i'm out somewhere or i'm in the bathroom pooping like most people that's where their office is um i i respond and i i take care of it uh almost immediately so there's that guarantee of customer support getting the product um so just pure <laughs> <laughs> and free shipping. that window and free shipping um on a very heavy item on a very heavy item opening up a, a liquid death right now get so, my uh vitamins in <laughs> so i you you got the back page i believe it was or back cover of pro wrestling illustrated you ran an ad there right yeah so um talk about creating fomo Creating FOMO, um, we we got a little tip that Matt was uh, winning Indie Wrestler of the Year. They let him know, and uh, I was with him, and I said, well, how much is it to advertise the back cover of that? 
Um, so he, he just like looked at me like a little child. Was like, <laughs> I'm like, well, let's let's get that uh, magazine. So uh, we uh, we locked it in that that second, uh, and quickly had to come up with a a cool ad. Um, and... Well, I know that ad. That that is. <laughs> the wrestling ring right wasn't yeah. that the the name of the company that was selling ljns like at the end like i i definitely remember that and they i was definitely like ordering from from them yeah so you know it, it was i i say yes we're a collectible company but we don't sell collectibles we sell nostalgia um and that's what we try to aim to do with the the ad we wanted you to have that good hearted feeling from when you were a kid and um going through those magazines so we try to replicate that as much as possible while you know also giving it the aspect of a new someone who's unfamiliar with the past to be able to look at it and go fuck this is cool mm -hmm. um so yeah i think ttd knocked it out of the park with that ad definitely i still did. need to Still need to get one of those magazines myself. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you, you and me both. So at, at this point, do you, because the numbers had varied so much from demolition to, you know, the Sergeant Slaughter, Ric Flair, Marty Jannetty wave to Bulldogs, do you have a, a handle on demand, or you know, are are you still figuring it out? Yeah, we so. Um, we know, I have an idea of what the demand is going forward. Um, so that's why we're going to start doing some in stock, but still do the pre-orders because if I learned anything from Bendy's, the market can change at any time, right? Um, you know, the series one and series two and, um, the Jeff Jarrett series, they all did like these high insane numbers, right? Um, for major bendies. And then you just saw it start trickling down and then others will go back up and then others go down. So then you, you can't really have that control on inventory where you're so focused on the inventory that you're not focused on the newest thing. So that's why we like, I like to do the pre-order model. Um, Matt keeps on telling me to do the in stock, just fully in stock. But um Definitely more risk with one than the other. Yeah, and we have so much going on, we just can't afford it um, that way. I mean, we could afford it. It's just need more manpower, more control, more people helping me out. Um, still, kind of a one man band uh, doing the CMS, CRM, customer service, contracts, accounting, everything. So, <laughs> um, production. So this allows me to have um, more time and focus on other aspects of the business. Um, will it change soon? You know, we are slowly doing the in-stock, like I said before, but hopefully eventually we can go to a full in-stock model and I have more people helping me out. Um, but it's just not in the cards right now for 2024, maybe 2025. 
how much crossover do you think there is between the major pod audience and just old LJN collectors out there? And have you have you fully reached, you know, those LJN collectors or is that still think. untapped? I think it's still untapped. I think we have a lot of work to do um, because I see it every day and I get the emails as well. I just discovered your product. How can I get series one and two? You're shit out of luck uh, <laughs> because they're sold out. Um, even my brother asked me for a demolition and I had to go into my personal stash and give it to him. Um, but yeah, so, you know, every day there's someone discovering it, which means we're not doing our jobs um, properly and, and reaching the whole audience and um you know we had a talk matt and i the other day um on what we can do to better that um because we have to realize not everyone listens to the podcast not everyone watches the vlogs um there's still people who think that the podcast um is only on youtube um so there's things that we got to do and um you know we we're working on it and we have stuff uh already in the pipeline that we're going to be doing um to help this i thought i heard that you might be bringing some of the extra stock whatever little extra stock there is to an upcoming show is that right yeah so uh i'll be attending toy hio and um so I'm going to be attending Toy Ohio with Brian, Danhausen, and Moose. Um, we're going to form a new stable called The System. Uh, <laughs> but do. Uh, You're crossing and promotions. The cross promotions. Um, and yeah, so I have some silver face axes and some red face smashes. And I have some Brian's left over from series one. Um, and I'm telling you, it's, I think I have maybe five and five of those action smashes. And I might have eight Brian's if that. Um, and so it's I'm not gonna, a lot. It's not a lot. Um, um, I think I'm going to have to charge uh, a little bit more than retail. And when I say a little bit more, I'm going to probably say $60 each. Um, but they're coming with less a... than I thought. <laughs> um, just because I, I'm shipping, it costs money to attend a, a convention and um, all that stuff. But um, especially when it's not near me. Um so I might have to charge 60, but it will come with um a major buddies uh bag, a drawstring bag. So you get a cool bag basically at retail because after taxes and everything, and you know, it's about retail. Um I don't want to make anybody for... mad, but I think that you might be able to charge a little more. I mean, I want to think we know that you can. 
I know I can. I see yeah. what it's on eBay. I can just create a Major Bendy's eBay account and just start flipping them. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I look, we're collectors ourselves, right? And if I have the ability to still charge retail for a product that I made, um, even after it's sold out, prices are going insane. I'm going to just do that. I'm going to just charge retail. I'm not going to try to scalp my own product. Um, I think it's it, it's it's a slap to collect his faces. And it's a little carny. It's a little carny. And um, not to put down other businesses and their business models, but I see others doing that in the, I like to call it the bubble of independent wrestling <laughs> um, figures. But there are people who do that, and I just... I don't like that. Um, and I can't control what they do, but I can control what I do. And um, hopefully they could follow uh, the footsteps that I create um, and just, you know, treat the community fair. So are there, well, I mean, you talked about being at some of the conventions coming up and potentially at Comic-Con and other places are there plans for convention exclusives, special releases, one-offs, uh, you know, what, what's sort of your vision of that, you know, and what that could be? Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll just leave it at that. Yes, You'll leave it will... at that? When um... we talk about something like that, though, is it, you know, would you be thinking like repaint or would you be thinking like something like, you know, that would give someone like me FOMO for not going to, you know, a convention and getting, you know, bad news Brown or what, you know, just to throw out a name. Um, yes, to both. Mm -hmm. There'll be, there will be exclusives. There'll be, you know, V paints and then there'll be new molds that will be exclusive to the conventions um but once again i'm a collector myself i've been in the footsteps foot in the in the shoes of everyone else right i can't afford to go to san diego comic-con every year i can't afford to go to wrestlecon every year um but i i want to collect these figures right um and i don't want to pay the third market price, right? So I, I I will say this in fairness to the community, um, there will be exclusives at these shows. Um I will hold a certain inventory behind and put them up on the site. Now I'll give you an example. We're working on one that's going to be limited to 500 pieces. Um, am I going to bring all 500 to the show? No. I'm probably bring 300, maybe 400 to the show and put the rest on our website. And it's going to be a surprise drop. So follow our socials. Follow us on um, so Subscribe to our newsletter. And, you know, you'll be first to know from there. Um, and make sure you, the emails aren't going to your junk folder. 
because uh, I get a lot of people saying, I didn't get this email. I didn't get this confirmation. Check your junk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm going to give people that opportunity. Um, if you weren't quick enough to get it or you didn't go to the show, I, I'm going to have to say I'm sorry I gave you a fair opportunity just like everyone else. Um, and then that's when the film will kick in. Um, and, you know, I like having these limited runs. Uh, people will probably say, why did I make more? This is, it's collecting. You have to have those certain limited runs to make it fun. That's part of the, the hobby. Um, but yeah, I got, I hope that. <laughs> yeah, no, that definitely does. That's a, a very good example. So clearly you've branched out into Jim Crockett promotions, you know, and sort of open that forbidden door, you know, that we couldn't open in the eighties. Yeah. Do, do the guardrails of, you know, 1980s to like very early 1990s for characters in this line still apply or will they go outside of those bounds at all? Uh, we're we're open to everything right now. We're we're just focusing on one timeline, um, and that will, you know, we have so much going on right now. Let's focus on that one series before we go into others. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, what have you found so far? Makes a really good big rubber guy. Uh, I think it's the ones that people really wanted when they were a child that never came out. <laughs> um, I think that's why Demolition did so well. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and we'll, we're focusing on that. We're, you know, we're going to do all those guys that never came out. Um, it's just got to be patient. There's just, we can't. Like I said before, we can't be doing six at a time, right? And we need those big names like the Andre, the Giants, and the Macho Mans to gain the attention so that we can get the audience to grow and then produce those other figures. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to do, I get the emails, why haven't you done Bad News Brown, Powers of Pain, um, the Bushwhack is... Yes, we're going to do them all. It's just give us time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Totally. So what is the licensing environment like at the moment for wrestlers of that era? And how much open IP is there out there on the market? Um, Some people do. Everyone's contract is different. Um, there have been guys that we come up to us now um it's insane we've been doing this for a little over two years now um with major bendies and now big rubber guys the talent is coming to us and asking for figures we don't have to hunt the talent anymore um and you know there's guys who will come to us and ask us for a figure and we have to explain to them no you have a contract that pre prevents us from doing a figure 
And they were like, well, I'll let you know when the contract is up. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there's that aspect. Uh, but for the most part, uh, every, everyone in that time frame is pretty much available. Um, it's just, you know, a good amount. Not a. You got those few that have that contract clause that prevents them from having figures. For example, Honky Tonk Man, I'll say. Oh, okay. Who, who will hunt me down every time he sees me asking for a figure. Well, I, I think there's a lot of us out there with a little... Uh, there's a lot of blue on our Honky Tonk Man. So yeah. Know, some play. Um, so, you know, I, I guess, you know, when you look at the, that landscape from that era, you know, who are you dying to make at this point? Honky Tonk Man, so you can shut up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's weird we have the hacksaw coming out and i love hacksaw um i guess i mean the one i really want is hulk hogan mm. <laughs> uh with junkyard dog and his deal it shows that it is possible right so mm -hmm. um that's that's the big get Hulk Hogan. Um, what what does a big rubber guy's Hogan look like? I'm not sure yet. Not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, I guess. I mean, it, he, he would need to be like to so many versions. Yeah, I mean, you've got like the 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 Red Hulkamania. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um, you can do like him and if Mr. T would be fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of versions of the, if we had the Hulk Hogan license, I would be pumping out Hulk Hogan figures just as much as Mattel. Uh, so <laughs> I would probably try to do every version possible. Have you explored at all like uh, championship belts? from those eras or is that ip just too impossible to to overcome uh those i those are ips that i can't really touch yeah um but i have been looking into title belts um it's just getting it down to the right aspect um you know we can do the intercontinental not the intercontinental the internet title <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can do the internet title um but you know we we can't really touch the WWE properties with right. anyone else's unless we get some sort of deal right on well let's talk a little bit about major bendies and the big news coming out of i think it was live 18 right was yep. that you all are doing jay and silent bob major bendies figures how did that come about and what is the potential that you see for the, that line? Yeah. So here's Jay and Simon Bob, um, all in black and white glory in black and white glory, just like in the original movie. Um, so I saw that, um, Another company was making three and three quarter inch uh, 
retro style figures um for Jay and Silent Bob and I saw Kevin Smith promoting it and I had reached out to his manager um through Twitter uh, uh you know saying hey you know it would be cool if we can get some major bendies of these guys and he quickly responded back to me um he saw our product he knew what who we were um he asked around about us um you know he they have that deal with chalkline and big shots so he asked those guys to see if we were legit took a meeting with me um saw that I'm knowledgeable, I guess, about the products. I actually have a track record of producing figures in a timely fashion. Um, and, you know, it kind of just spiraled into within a two weeks, we had a contract made. Kevin and Kevin Smith and Jason Muse um, were fans of the products, which helped. Um, and we got a deal and it's just... You know, it's been fun. Um, I actually went to film school when I was going to college. Um, actually, I had a full scholarship for film school. Uh, and the whole reason why I went to film school was because of the movie Clerks. And, you know, I dropped out of film school and ended up switching my major to um, marketing. And now I'm marketing Clerks figures, which uh, <laughs> is pretty cool. Uh, so it's kind of like a full circle moment for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I, you know, it's our first venture outside of wrestling and I'm enjoying it. Um, fans to fans seem to enjoy it as well. So we're going to continue doing more, um, Jay and Solomon Bob figures, more, more figures in the, you know, that Kevin Smith universe that he's created. And, you know, I'm, I'm. I've been talking to other licenses about getting licenses. So, you know, we are expanding outside of wrestling and, you know, movies, comics, TV shows, comic books. We're, we're going to, you know, try to touch all avenues um, and just try to grow our awareness of our product. What's the appetite for that? What's the, you know, how's demand been so far for this? What, what does that sort of inform you of, you know, as far as how, how big that can be? Yeah. So, uh, everything's gone well, um, with, the, uh, Jansal and Bob so far, it's, you know, a learning curve, right? Um, we're now touching a new audience. So are we going to, hit a home run on our first um at bat i don't really know sports and i'm trying to do a sports analogy <laughs> Sorry. But, um i'm trying to we're not going to hit a home run the first time right you want a ground ball you you want you want something right you want to make some sort of contact um and that's what we were doing we, we made some contact um we're doing we're doing good we're doing well on our first series um enough to warrant a second series and i think even you know you know we'll see how second series goes and i think it'll do better than the first series i think we just need to get some of that brand awareness into a new community of fans because um 
you know, not every wrestling fan is a Kevin Smith fan. Um, and not every Kevin Smith fan is going to be a wrestling fan. It's just part of uh, the growing process of um, getting new audiences. Did you always envision major bendies going beyond wrestling? No. At the time I started major bendies, I thought it was just a side project that can make some extra cash. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I just, I literally thought it was going to be something I create, you know, four figures every six months. Right. Um, I thought it was something cool. Um, you know, because I was collecting the Bendems at the time. I really had no idea it was going to turn into this thing where I, where it becomes my nine to five job, right? Like, it Major Bendy's is my fucking life now. Um, I had no idea it was going to be like this. Uh, I wish someone would have told me early on, I probably would have gone to the doctor a lot more when I had the health insurance for my job. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's turned into something a lot bigger. Um, and I'm very grateful for it. And I'm grateful for everyone who supported the line talks about the line, anything someone does to help, um, help promote it, you know, um, go to a bad, there's, you know, people who don't like us and they still talk about it. Thanks for the algorithm push. Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's all good. Um, I'm I'm very grateful for the support. How how does a what makes a good big rubber guy different uh, differ from what makes a good major bendy? Major bendy is completely different of um what's good. Um, I've learned people want some of those first in the line. First ever in the major bendies, right? Um, the Joey Janellas, the Alley Cats, the um, the Danhausens, uh, Effie, uh, Effie, Nick Gage, um, and then you, you know, you, you can sprinkle in the cool people like Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and you know, we had the, the demolition coming out with um, Wrestling Collector. Uh, yeah, and then, you know, we have a little bit more freedom and flexibility because uh, it costs a lot less to produce a major bendy than it does for a big rubber guy. So we can, you know, throw in uh, the Pixel Dans, the the TTDs, and the, the Canic figures of myself because I have an ego. Um... I mean, what's a toy company if you can't make it? Make one of yourself. Exactly. And I need to give something to the Tinder dates at the end of the day, right? <laughs> That's a nice gift bag you forgot. I, I had a date the other day say, I Googled you. Um, are you famous? And I go, <laughs> no, far from it. And she's like, well, you're all over the internet with your toy company. And I saw that you have a figure of yourself. It was just like something you just give out to all your dates at the end of the date. And I'm like, no, I'm not Derek Jeter. <laughs> uh, I mean, Google is amazing, I guess. So you you got, you know. Yeah. You got checked up on before your date. I mean, I don't blame her. It's, it's, 
I could have been a serial killer for all she knows. The internet's a weird place. Instead, I just play with uh, my big rubber guys. <laughs> well, uh, you've got a new, another pre-order up, uh, and that's the Nick Nemeth, Mark Marrow, and Butterbean figures. Uh, and that's quite a range of figures right there. Yeah. Talk about a little bit about, you know, pulling that together and, you know, what it's been like to get like Nemeth in there, but then you've got, yep. you know, I I want to say that was this a WrestleMania match, Butterbean and Mark Merrow? Uh I, I, I know which, no, no, I mean he knocked out Mark Gunn. But yeah, that was that was a I forgot the name of the pay per view, but it was a it was a match that they had. Um I'm looking it up. It's, yeah, it's it's like Degeneration X something. Yeah, Is that the name yeah. of the pay per view. Yeah, um, that's what it looks like because it's on Wrestle Crap. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Nick, uh, obviously got let go from the WWE, and he's really good friends with Matt and Brian. So once that happened, um. Matt quickly reached out to him and and said, "Hey, uh, do you want a major bendy?" And he said, "Yeah, but just give me some time." And he, you know, he was going. He wanted time to think what his career was going to be um, outside of the WWE, and we never got confirmation of him. He never signed a thing, and. Um, I kept on bugging Matt about it um, every day. And finally, I just uh, sent him a contract and he signed it. So it was good. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Matt was afraid to ask, talk to him after that first time and didn't want to bother him. And <laughs> I have no problems because he's, I don't know him. I mean, I do know him. I, I just, I'm not friends with him like Matt. So I can bug him as much as I want. Um <laughs> I just signed with the contract and he signed it instantly. Um, Butterbean, we met at WrestleCon and he was showing us uh, figures that he makes himself, that he sells at his um, uh, merch table. And he makes all the figures by hand himself. It's They're actually really done really well. Um, and I'm like, well, we have this company do you want one of these figures? And he said, yeah. And uh, he gave me his phone number. And uh, we've been in talks since the last WrestleCon. And uh, that's how that came to be. And Mark Mero was actually at my friend's school. My friend's a, my roommate in college is a teacher. And he texts me and he goes, we have a wrestler coming in. Um, to do a motivational speech and he didn't know who it was and I'm like well it has to be Mark Merrill because that's what he fucking does now <laughs> um, I'm like oh, fuck I would love him in the line with Butterbean um, so I asked him I'm like do you think I can get permission to go into the school to watch him speak so I can go talk to him and you know a fucking random person can't just go into a school and sit down and getting permission is weird, but uh, my family, it's actually the high school that I graduated from. 
and my brothers and I are kind of like local celebrities in the town. Um, my I brother, mean, see, your Tinder date was onto something. Yeah. Um, my brother, you know, obviously Gordon Ramsay, uh, season one winner of Food Stars, but when we were kids, we were like the 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 smart kids, right? And we would go to like all these like science competitions, and we always won. So we were very well known in the town for this stuff. But we we're also the goofy kids. So my brother was also a stand up comedian, and I used to go to comedy clubs with him and all that stuff. So we were known for that aspect. And my parents worked in the school district. So all the teachers know us and everything. So um, my roommate asks principal for special permission for me to attend this um, assembly. And he's like, no, random person can't go. And he's like, well, it's Michael Canick. And he's like, oh, the Canics. Yeah, he can come. He can come. <laughs> so I got the special permission to go in. And um, uh, right before the assembly, uh, I went backstage and spoke to him. And uh, he, he loved the product. Obviously, he knows who Matt is and Brian. Um, so he gave me his phone number. He called me the next day. And uh we spoke about everything and i sent him a contract he signed it and that's how it happened and so we've been sitting on this for almost a year now oh wow um, yeah <laughs> that's how far out you're working it is uh, so i yeah. guess you know when you look at major bendies like how far planned out are you even we're, more so than big rubber guys yeah i would say we're, we're stacked into 2025 mm -hmm. and, is there and a... i'm sorry but um to cut you off but it's it's gotten so bad that because i want to limit major bendies to three a set i would ideally like two as well just like big rubber guys um but it's there's just so many people that talent that comes to us and want figures and we have to deny them um, because we don't want to sign them to a contract and have them wait two or three years. I think it's just unfair because one, they're going to just keep on asking, when's my figure coming out? And we shouldn't have someone in a contract if we're not going to produce it in a timely fashion, right? So we just let them know we can't do anything with you right now. Maybe next year we can put you in the lineup and we keep those people in our mind. Um, an example for that is Chavo. Chavo, I've known longer than Matt and Brian. He's actually one of my brother's next door neighbors, basically. So I've known him for almost 15 years, I think, maybe. Um, you know, he, he's watched my nephews and nieces. So, um, uh, you know, when I started this, he, you know, I think he was hesitant at first because how many fucking people said that they're going to create something and don't really create anything. Um, and he's been in the wrestling game long enough to know that. <laughs> but when I um, when I had the, the series of Gallows come out and him and Gallows are good friends, um, he's he wanted a bendy right away. And I'm like, well, now you have to wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... 
we were able to do a Chavo eventually, um, and it's that should be arriving to our uh on Wednesday, I think, and then we'll start shipping that out as soon as possible as well. So you've got Nemeth. Brian talked about this on the major pod. He's I think he, uh Nick was in Puerto Rico wrestling and he was wearing what looked like ham pants. Yeah. Are we getting ham pants? Yeah, it's gonna be a subway exclusive. <laughs> Actually, no. <laughs> We're not sure yet if it's gonna be Subway or Jersey Mike's. I'm leaning towards Jersey Mike's because I'm from New Jersey. Their mascot is Danny DeVito, which I love. He's basically my height and from New Jersey, so I gotta go there. I, I think it's it's perfect. Yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, um, I'm sure eventually we'll do a ham pants. Nick, does Marrow open you up to say Johnny B. Bad or you know some version of that character? Um, I believe so. Um, you you just have to you know check the legality on stuff. Um, we're lucky. Um, we work with Dawkins, um, who has his hand in the wrestling business himself very good lawyer um he got my name trademarked for me uh <laughs> that i can throw into my brother's face all the time uh so yeah um he checks out legality and, and makes sure we can do things you know there's things that we've wanted to do in the past and you know he puts the brakes on us and says no 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 that's bad territory and then there's sometimes we're not sure we can do something and he goes no that's free reign you go for it so, uh, you know, as long as Dawkins says yes, yeah. You you mentioned Hogan being sort of like a, a dream figure and to make, and you mentioned that, you know, Junk Shop Dog out there is working that IP, and that's something that was very surprising to a lot of people out there. Is that a change that, I guess from previous ownership to maybe this TKO group that has opened something up there. And, you know, it, does that sort of open possibilities for, you know, any of your properties with, you know, WWE, you know, contract guys? Yeah. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with the new management. Um, the new management Um, owns a lot of properties um, and all that does is really just open up those property doors for us um, you know I can always look Matt and Brian former WWE employees I used to work for a company doing WWE statues I know those people Matt and Brian know those people. We can always just go to the WWE and get those licenses. Um, it's just the 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 value of those contracts. What is it? Are they going to let us do our form factor the way that we want to do it? Um, because they do have a lot of uh-uhs because it goes against a certain license that they already have of someone else. Um and then it's also the value, you know, it, you know, getting these licenses is not cheap. 
um, you know, anyone can get, a, a, you know, an independent wrestler. But when you go into the movies like the Kevin Smiths, the music bands, the movies, they want a, a minimum guarantee every year. Um, and you better hit that fucking minimum guarantee. And most of those people want that money up front. So, you know, you're getting um, a minimum guarantee of $100,000. You better pay them $100,000 up front. <laughs> so it's not cheap. And um, is that sort of where you're playing now with, you know, the Kevin Smiths and, you know, some of the other properties that you're looking at? Yeah, I'm, you know, I've I've been in talks with companies that wanted 100000 up front and... You know, they have really great properties, a lot of movies and TV shows that I can work with. Um, it's just, is the company there um, logistically, financially, everything to give them that 100000 upfront to do that? No. Um, and it might be something that we look into for 2025 or 2026. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to find licenses that work in our atmosphere at the moment um that we can grow together um and kevin smith was you know a perfect partner for us um so just finding other uh movie and music and comic book licenses like that within those those sort of realms is there a dream one that you can share that you you'd love to have or and want to work on or is it uh ah I just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i mean power Rangers, you know my childhood um you know growing up two things i did play with power Rangers, play with my best uncle figures um if i can combine those two and i mean i could die a happy man uh but you know there's other aspects too of the business where it's like where do we grow where you know, you know, basically in all comic book shops, you can go to your comic book shop and pre-order a big rubber guy or a major bendy um, through them, and they should be able to get it. Um, you know, the you just will have to, I think, wait a little bit longer um, from after you know pre-ordering from our website and stuff. I think it's like you'll probably get it like a month, two months after. I'm not sure what that um the delivery time on that is um but i want a full range of licenses movies music tv show comic books wrestling in all stores especially toys of us that's like the main goal and yep <laughs> the other <laughs> the other oh, i have a jeffrey the giraffe tattoo so Hopefully, I can get Power Ranger Major Bendy's in Toys of Us by 2026, and then I can die a happy man. And yeah, <laughs> hopefully, there are more Toys R Us by then because you know, yeah, the, there's one just north of me in the Mall of America. And then, you know, when I go to Des Moines, um, I drive by the one that you know is still sitting vacant, and I'm just, you know, yeah, the, the dream is. It's still alive, I guess. That maybe one day. Yeah, it's it's insane. But I mean, I'm I'm pretty good. There's uh, I have three by me. I have the there's one in the a giant mall. 
um american dream mall i'm not sure if you know that it's it's like the mall of america but in new jersey um and then there's the times square one uh that's in the macy's and then there's um another one in a mall um that's also in a macy's but it's pretty pretty big Well, it, it, as far as store adoption goes, are are the products being picked up by a lot of comic shops and collector shops? Yeah, so we got a, a good amount ordered so far um, on Major Bendy's and Big Rubber Guys. Um, I would it's it's a good amount. It's just when you think about the amount that they're ordering, and now they have to take that quantity and send it out to all these shops. And now think about how many shops they're providing for. It's not that much then, but it's a good amount for us. <laughs> but if you're going to be looking for them in a shop, you're not going to find it. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a hard find. Um, and that's just part of the growing pains, right? Um, I think eventually they'll start ordering more. You know, if you're a customer, you know, I, I recommend pre-ordering from us um, if you really want it. Um, and if you miss that pre-order period, go to your store and try to see if they still have it, if they're able to order through Diamond. Um, if, you know, and even if you have it, still see if your store can carry them. Just like let your combo shop owner know, like, hey, you know, there's this new line big rubber guys and major bendies you can order through them might be good for the shop let them know um get some um brand awareness because if they start ordering it'll grow and it'll give us the opportunity to make more figures and, and grow with everyone um so you can get those bad news browns that i get a thousand emails a day for <laughs> uh As far as next steps go for the company, like, is that, is that it, you know, is it, is like the next level comic shops, you know, and, and availability there, or, you know, what is it that maybe we're not thinking of? Hey, I mean, there's comic book shops, you know, we're in big, bad a little bit. Um, so we have the, we have the, um, Can't think of the word. We're in there. Brain fart. Um, you know, there's going to be retail shops that I think will start carrying it um, that are bigger names that you can find in malls. I think we'll start from there. And, you know, hopefully as we grow as a company, just like Super 7, you can find Super 7 products now at Walmart, right? Um, you can find them at Target. Um, I think that's the real end goal, right? You want to be in the Walmarts and Targets. Um, you know, there's people already buying uh, inventory and selling them on Amazon. Um, that's not us. Uh, we get people asking about that. That's someone else. Um, so the goal is to find major bendies and big rubber guys available everywhere and As I said this before, I appreciate everyone who's hopped on the journey with us, right? You get to witness and support a small independent figure company grow into something bigger. Um, so, you know, 
it's like Funko, right? Funko started 20 something years ago. They didn't, you know, they did those little small parties like what we do with the live shows, right? Um, they did all that fun stuff and, um, you know, they still do that fun stuff, but they've grown into a, a bigger company now. Um, and some of those original products go for thousands of dollars on eBay. <laughs> so, you know, hopefully we can follow the same suit and, you know, Super 7 did the same thing, right? Super 7 started, I think, around the same time as Funko and, you know, they've grown into this um, bigger company and, you know, I try to go into the time time mind of Super 7, like, all right, this is how they handled this and, you know, that's, Super 7 is the, the company that I kind of lean towards of how I want to um, make major bendies and grow it into a, a, a company. Do those additional IP like the Kevin Smith universe help break through with some of those retailers? Yeah. Um, More so than wrestling would, I guess. Yeah, because, you know, wrestling's... This thing has like a stigma on some people's minds and um, so it's tough to break it. Um, but with uh, other properties like comics and movies and all that stuff, it's easier to negotiate into retail. And then you can say, hey, I also have this wrestling stuff. Yeah. I know we're in overtime, so I, I'll just leave it to you to plug whatever you want to plug, and then uh, we'll get out of here. Yeah, uh, majorbendies.com is where you can pre-order uh, Jay and Sala and Bob. Um, and we have Nick Nemeth, Butterbean, and Mark Miro available. I believe that cutoff date is February 5th Yep, we're doing. Um, but February 1st, we're going to have... Um, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Magnum, uh, big rubber guys, and you know, follow our socials to keep up to date with anything that we're ha having. We're gonna be doing some surprise drops soon. Um, go buy the Canic Major Bendy at canicsmudge.com. Uh, he's a little cute guy. Um, and I'm going to be a good brother and support my brother right now. Go to smartcups.com. Go to some <laughs> smart cups. Gordon Ramsay, Food Stars, season one winner. Uh, he's going to have a comedy show coming up February 25th, I think it is, in New York City with uh, Giannis Pappas and Adam Glenn. Cool comedy show. He's trying to be a comedian again. Uh, I'm sure he's going to have some good material and making people... fun of me. People will find you at Toy Hio. Toy Hio. I'll be at Toy Hio. We're going to be at WrestleCon. Um, and yeah, just follow our socials for all that information. Uh, and you can follow me at Kanik89, K A N I K, just like what the trademark says. Uh, what's, what's the date on uh, Toy Hio? I don't. I think it's February 10th. February 10th. You're right. <laughs> Yes. I was just looking it up. So awesome. Well, thanks for doing this, Kenick. Always great to catch up with you. Can't wait to give you more money. So we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to shut this off real quick and just... 
Thanks for listening to the Wrestling Figure News Podcast. Please like, rate, review, and subscribe. A big thank you to Carl Casey at White Bat Audio for the Wrestling Figure News Podcast theme, Hackers. We will be back next week.